You're listening to the EU China podcast powered by the EU China Hub, straight from Brussels, a show on which we interview important actors in the EU China relations and cover the top EU China news. Our mission is to help you to get a more nuanced picture of what is going on in the EU China relations. My name is Greg Stetz and I'm happy to have you with us. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe and to tell your friends about us. Let's get started. Hi, here comes the EU China news brief for February 28, 2020. In today's news, we cover Coronavirus hits Italy and impacts European businesses in China. Swedish citizen Guimin Hai gets sentenced in China for 10 years. Germany, CDU's elections may disrupt EU-China relations in 2020. Contradictory messages about postponing the EU-China summit. Europe, China and Russia come together on Iran nuclear deal. Enjoy! Coronavirus hits Italy and impacts European businesses in China. The coronavirus continues to spread in Europe, while the European businesses linked to China are taking a hit, struggling to restart operations. Regarding China, the director of WHO announced that on February 25th, quote, the number of new cases reported outside of China exceeded the number of new cases in China for the first time, end of quote. At the date, China's National Health Commission reported more than 400 new confirmed cases compared to 2,790 new cases outside of China. While there is still a dispute over the reliability of data coming from China, over possible government data manipulation, even more so increased by recent changes of diagnostic criteria, the situation in China seems to be getting under control as the country slowly returns to work. At the same time, the situation in Europe seems to be escalating. In northern Italy, more than 520 people were tested positive for the virus, with 14 deaths confirmed, as of February 27th. Around 80% of the infected only developed minor syndromes, and among fatal cases, most of the unfortunates were over 80 years old. Aside from already infected countries, first cases were reported in Switzerland, Spain, Austria, Estonia, Denmark, Norway, North Macedonia, Greece and Romania in last days. The EU is doubling down on the issue, as on 24th of February it announced a €232 million Euros aid package that consists of €114 million Euros of support for WHO, €100 million Euros devoted to search for a vaccine and to fund other research projects on fighting the coronavirus. 15 million euros for preventive measures in Africa, and 3 million euros, which are the costs of EU citizens' repatriation from Wuhan. As for the impact of the coronavirus on operations of European businesses in China, here are some of the key findings from a survey run by the European Union Chamber of Commerce in China. Quote, Almost 90% of respondents report a medium to high impact, while half plan to lower annual business targets. Nearly half of respondents forecast a double-digit drop in revenues for the first half of 2020, and a quarter expect to see a drop of over 20%. Major challenges include unpredictable rules, highly restrictive quarantine demands, and extensive preconditions to restart operations. 
half of respondents face inconsistent rules applied across different jurisdictions and at different levels of government, which can frequently change, often at short notice. For example, deliveries can be subject to multiple onerous restrictions when passing through provinces, cities, and even districts. More than 300 European companies are actively supporting efforts to contain the COVID-19 outbreak, and around 70% have donated medical equipment to crisis regions and contributed financially or logistically to the fight against the virus. You can find a link to the full report on our website. Swedish citizen Gui Minhai gets sentenced in China for 10 years. On 25th of February, a court in Ningbo sentenced a Swedish citizen Gui Minhai for 10 years in prison for illegally providing intelligence abroad and stripped him of political rights for five years. The case is going to further escalate Sino-Swedish tensions and has challenging implications for citizenship disputes with China. Some context. Min Hai moved to Sweden in 1990s following the Tiananmen protests and acquired Swedish citizenship. Years later, he ran an independent bookstore in Hong Kong selling controversial books about CCP leadership when he went missing in 2015 along with five other people associated with the store. Officially, he was detained in relation to 2003 drunk driving incident that took place in Ningbo. Mr. Gui was released in 2017 under condition of not leaving China, but he got arrested again just a year afterwards in the presence of two Swedish diplomats. He has been under arrest since then, with Swedish consulate not being able to reach him. Recently, the tensions over the case escalated, as in November 2019 a Swedish NGO awarded Mr. Gui with a Freedom of Speech Award, and a Swedish Minister for Culture and Democracy attended a related ceremony. Chinese embassy in Sweden deployed a highly confrontational language over the matter, for example comparing the activity of Swedish media that was critical towards China to, quote, a 48-kilogram weight boxer that keeps challenging an 86-kilogram weight boxer to a fight, end of quote. In relation to these tensions, a number of Swedish regions served their ties with Chinese partners, as we discussed in the news brief last week. On 25th of February, also the European External Action Service released an official statement about the sentence for Mr. Gui. Quote, The European Union has raised Gui Minhai's case with the Chinese authorities on numerous occasions, both in private and publicly, including at the highest level, and will continue to do so. We expect the Chinese authorities to cooperate fully with their Swedish counterparts in full transparency. End of quote. Another important takeaway from this story is that China doesn't allow dual citizenship, and Chinese authorities stated that in 2018 Mr. Gui requested restoration of his Chinese nationality, upon which, quote, according to law, he is recognized as a Chinese citizen only. End of quote. That means that from China's perspective, he's not entitled to receive support from Swedish consuls. So changing citizenship does not protect former Chinese nationals from Chinese legal system. This can have an impact on discussion on Xinjiang and other politically sensitive topics involving former Chinese nationals. Germany's CDU's elections may disrupt EU-China relations in 2020. The party of the outgoing Chancellor Angela Merkel 
Christian Democratic Union, or CDU, is getting ready to choose its new leadership. This may disrupt the China policy of the country, which has been the most influential proponent of engagement with China ahead of the Leipzig summit. So what is this reshuffling all about? On February 10th, the leader of CDU and Merkel's appointed heir, Annegret Kramp-Karrenbauer, resigned over far-right AFD-related scandal, putting the party on track for leadership elections. The new leader will be chosen at a party gathering in Berlin on 25th of April. There are three candidates currently in the race, and two of them would likely change the China policy of Germany. First on our list is Armin Laschet, the state premier of North Rhine-Westphalia and a candidate from Merkel's camp focused on social cohesion. If he were to get elected, it is unlikely to disrupt China policy because Merkel would likely remain in her position until Bundestag elections in 2021. The second candidate is Friedrich Merz, Bundestag MP and a conservative candidate emphasizing law and order. If he were to win, that would possibly disrupt the China policy of Germany, as it is possible that Merkel would have to step down even before Leipzig summit. But the biggest disruption could be brought by a win from Norbert Rüttgen, the chair of Bundestag's Committee on Foreign Affairs, who is also close to the Greens. His victory would likely disrupt Germany's China policy, as Rutgen is a China hawk who led internal CDU opposition to allowing Huawei to participate in Germany's 5G. If he wins, China's in for a rough change of Germany's policy. But the general takeaway here is that CDU elections can be a game-changer for EU-China relations. Merkel has been one of the most influential supporters of engagement with China, even despite inner-party criticism over her stance on Huawei. If Merkel's chancellorship gets cut short ahead of the Leipzig summit in September and ahead of the German presidency in the EU in the second half of 2020, the European-China agenda in 2020 may get a serious adjustment. Not to even mention Germany's final decision on Huawei, which will impact BIT negotiations. Contradictory messages about postponing EU-China summit It seems that the EU-China summit in Beijing will get postponed beyond the planned 31st of March, but the contradictory messaging is worth noticing. The cause of the disruption was naturally the coronavirus, which was also the cause of China's decision to postpone the two sessions, Lianghui, the annual meeting of National People's Congress and Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, which was supposed to take place early March. Also last week, due to the outbreak of the virus, the trip of Vice Premier Liu He to Brussels for high-level economic dialogue got cancelled, and that can disrupt the discussion on the BIT. But overall, there has been some contradictory messaging whether the EU-China summit is going to take place as planned. According to media reporting and our discussions in Brussels, Chinese side is still operating under instructions that the summit is to take place as scheduled, but the European side is reluctant to go with the original arrangements. China seeks to send a message that things are back on track amid the global fears over the coronavirus and it does not want to be the side that is cancelling the meeting. But most likely, the EU-China summit is going to have to take place on a different date.
And what does postponing the EU-China summit mean? Well, if it gets postponed, the same is likely going to happen to the 17 plus 1 China CE summit that was scheduled to take place in Beijing mid-April. It would be so as Brussels has put pressure on Beijing to make sure that the EU-China summit precedes the 17 plus 1 meeting to make sure that the CE-China talks can follow a previously set EU-China line. Naturally, also the progress on EU-China BIT is likely to be stalled and it may not be possible to deliver it ahead of the Leipzig summit in September, which has been challenging from the onset anyway. Europe, China and Russia come together on Iran nuclear deal. On February 26th, China, France, Germany, Russia, the UK and Iran met in Brussels to express their continuous support for the nuclear deal despite US withdrawal. The meeting was chaired by EU High Representative Josep Borrell and European External Action Service Secretary General Helga Schmidt. According to Schmidt, the meeting, quote, concluded with substantial discussions on next steps, end of quote. Some more insights were offered by the permanent representative of Russia to international organizations in Vienna, Mikhail Ulyanov, who tweeted that the meeting, quote, was held in business-like atmosphere. Observers noted that today's meeting of Joint Commission of Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action was the shortest one ever. That was because the participants demonstrated high degree of coincidence of views on major topics. Controversial issues were touched upon, but briefly and in non-confrontational manner. End of quote. So the takeaway here is that the Iran deal remains the point of convergence between EU and China on international stage. It was also prominently highlighted during the visit of Minister Wang Yi to Brussels in December 2019. And that's it for this news brief. I invite you to visit our website to check out all the links and useful materials related to the news that we covered this week. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the EU China podcast. If you want to know more or to get in touch with us, visit our website, which is euchinahubwrittenjointly.com. And if you find this show insightful, be sure to leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It will help others to get to know about us. See you next time.